Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we are back with the Academy Star Trek Podcast. It is me, Strange New, yeah, because Strange New World is awesome, but I'm not here alone. I'm joined by my friend, the Sinister Minister, the man who can probably bench press over 300 pounds. He's strong as fuck. And also, too, ladies, he's single. And you won't find a better man than John Enright. John, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. So uh, I guess the first thing we need to probably, probably discuss, um, I'm in my office. Uh, there's nothing on the wall. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Triple D uh, knows this, but uh, I am not getting a new job. Um, I found out Thursday morning uh, that because of COVID protocol things, lots of complicated stuff, um, I hadn't had the shot. Um, there was talk of if I got the shot, then I would still have a job in, on Monday. And then I, so I said, fine. I talked to different people, got some, you know, things. So I went and I emailed at 445 that I was going to get the shot at 630. And I did. And then when I called to talk about that on Thursday, they decided they were going to move on with other candidates. So, um, but the good part is I do still have a job. I still am at Freedom House. I'm still doing my thing. I got a little pay bump, which was nice. And uh, they're making some changes to the program. So we're able to do a lot more, especially with summer coming. We got some great summer events that we got are able to do now um, because we got some donations and some other things um, so that we can do some fun stuff this summer with the kids. So, you know, it's all kind of worked out for the best. God has a plan. Um, yep. Obviously, that place wasn't it. And, um, you know, I'm cool with that. So uh is it disappointing yeah um did i you know voice my frustration with the hr person who didn't listen to me yeah you know because she didn't cover her part of the job which was to ask me about the covid stuff ahead of time until i brought it up um on tuesday of this week and she hadn't said anything and you know it was just a it was a lot and you know i felt that the hr person one she didn't listen because I tried to mm-hmm. ask about um, religious exemptions and he kept talking about medical and I would need a doctor. And I said, why do I need a doctor for a religious exemption after the third time? And she yeah. said, oh, oh, okay, well, what religion are you? I'm Christian, you know, but does that matter? I said, they use, you know, they use aborted uh, uh, fetal, you know, cell lines, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's not something I believe in as, as yeah. Christian, you know, and, and so... Well, you know, da, da, da. well, if you get an exemption, that would take, we'd have to take that in consideration before we can move forward. I'm going, how long would that take? I mean, why would that delay me getting a job if I got an exemption? All I do is I turn in my statement of why I don't believe religiously, which I had a written statement, you know, written out and everything. 
quoting chapter and verses of why I don't believe in the aborted, you know, fetal cell lines used in the in the uh, vaccine. Oh, really? They have they have a really that's that's in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in both the Moderna. Oh, and wow. The, yeah. Why is that for? Is that for just to? Uh, it, it's 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 how they're able to. From my understanding, the way I've read it, they use the aborted fetal cell lines to help build the structure for the vaccine. Uh, oh, okay. You know, aborted stem cells, fetal cell lines. You know, kind of. It's another way of saying stem cells, I guess, is what it is mm-hmm. to help grow them and build them so that they can have the vaccine structure. From everything I was able to ascertain, and so, um, but you know. Um, so I went what I thought would be the best for me to get the, the job and I got the shot. And then, so then Thursday I told him, you know, and so I said, so I got the shot for no reason if you're going to move on with other candidates. And, and so, you know, I'm wondering if there's a legal precedent, you know, for, I, you know, I would, I would say so because you did something that went against something that you believed in mm-hmm. and something that wasn't explained to you properly. So, there to, to me, there is legal precedence. You well, even to... even the fact that you let me know that if I got the shot, I would still have a job. Yeah, and that's... and then I did that, and then you're saying now I don't have a job. You know, so I mean, there's a couple of things I feel like you know, there's you know a few things, but you know, at, at the end of the day, is it something I really want to pursue? No, I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, as as I was looking at it, and as you know, my dad is very logical guy he's not emotional he's which is you know we talked about it after and he goes well let's look at the uh, logistics of this you're gonna have to drive to fort worth to your the campus during the summer that's 40 minutes one way you know with the way gas prices are right now yeah your commute is five minutes to your job every day jacob still has to get you know my son still has to take tests for the first semester credits that he missed um and then the timing wasn't going to work because how am I, i can't I'd have to already take a day off of work to get him to school and back. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm able to do that. I'm able to drop him off at, at school. He can do his stuff. I can come to work and then I can go pick him up and get him home and then still come back to work and not lose any time because it's all five, 10 minutes from anything. Oh, yeah. You know, and so there's the logistics of that. There is the fact that, like, you know, he can do all kinds of stuff. It, it, it just makes it a lot easier if he needs me for something. I'm right here instead of being 40 minutes down the road, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So it it logistically it works out, you know. So there's some positives in that aspect. Um, the pay is going to be different, and I'm, I mean, granted, I do a lot, but I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy what I do. The fact that we had our last, quote unquote last meeting with the kids yesterday, and then I did tell them because they kept saying about one of their lows was that I was leaving because we do what we call highs and lows. They talked about the high point of their day, low point of the day. About three or four of them said that I was leaving, and I I was just breaking my heart. And I told Jessica, my partner, I was like, I got to tell him. She goes, no, don't tell him, because she didn't want to tell him because it felt it would be a lot. And I was like, I can't, Jessica. This is just killing me that they're saying this kind of stuff. Yeah. So she finally was like, fine, just tell him. I was like, okay. So I told them that I you know, found out that morning that due to circumstances I wasn't going to go into, but I'm not leaving and I'm staying. And then like kids just got all excited. I got five or six hugs from kids and, you know, like, you know, you know, and one of the kids came up and hugged me. He's like, dad, I'm glad you're not leaving. She called me dad. Cause she's like, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm like her dad. And so, you know, um, and yeah, she, man, it, like, she's a junior this year. She'll be a senior. And she's like, can you do me a favor? And I was like, what's up Saturn? Like, 
her name, her real name's Ashlyn. She's one of these kids that's gone through like trying to find her gender, trying to figure out who she is. Um, mm-hmm. So she's going by Saturn. I'm trying to, you know, honor that and be respectful of that. And so she hugs me. She says, "Can you do me a favor?" I was like, "What?" She says, "Can you promise to be around till I graduate next year?" And I was like, <laughs> "You know, I was like, fine, yeah, I'll do that." You know, um, you know. So for now, I feel like I'm really in the place where God wants me to be, and it, it's good. So, um, yeah. so we just had now, you know, was, end of school year partying kind of thing. So it turned <laughs> out to be fine, and we had a good time. So that's but, good, John. You know, so that's that. Hey, that's man. that's this week hey. for me. It's been good. Hey, listen, man. Things work in mysterious ways, and yeah. now you know you have a chance to to mentor, still mentor these kids and help them mm-hmm. get through whatever they're going to be going through. Especially Saturn, you know, trying to find out you know what gender they are and mm-hmm. figuring it out. And this is a big step for for Saturn. She's going to be graduating high school, correct? Uh, yeah, next year. Yeah, next year. So. You know, you being in Saturn's life, you know, that's, you know, has planned for you. Yeah. But also, too, the fact, too, that just it aggravates me that you had to get that vaccine and it went against everything that you believed in. So, and that's the thing that I don't like. Yeah. About that. Yeah. I so, mean, I- I, I, I'm of the belief that you respect other people's beliefs, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Jessica knew how I felt about the vaccine, and she did. She's fully vaccinated, but she's like, I respect that that's what you believe. That's your choice, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm the same way. You know, you know, she tends to be more liberal. I tend to be a little bit more conservative, yeah. but we respect each other's opinions. I mean, we're still best friends because of that, despite the fact that we're on opposite sides politically of a lot of things. But... You know, that's what makes friendships work, that we're able to talk about exactly. them, we don't get mad at each other, we listen to each other, we respect each other's opinions, and at the end of the day, okay, well, that's what you believe, cool. You know, I'm going to believe this, and that's fine, you know, and that's, you know, you know, but, you know, if Jessica calls and she has a flat tire and she needs to become helper, and she's 40 minutes away, I'm going to go do it, you know, because she's my friend and that's what I do. Yeah. You know I mean? That's, that's what you do for your friends. So exactly. Yeah. You know, and then that's, that's how friendships are made. I don't want to be friends with someone who believes what I believe. I don't live in an echo chamber. I want to have people of different opinions who are mm-hmm. my friends so that I can, you know, challenge my own beliefs and my thoughts and really see things from a different perspective. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's, that's the whole purpose of it. And I, and when agencies like that, like that's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking about our agency. They're like, if you get the shot, cool. If you don't, that's fine. Just, you know, respect other people's beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that our agency is a small rural agency, but I did find out from my executive director, she said that agency in Fort Worth has lost a lot of people because of the mandate for getting wow. the vaccine. Apparently they have more openings at that, that agency than we have staff on our, in our entire agency. And we have about 13 well, no, if I, we had 13 in the main office, including me and Jessica. Then we have five or six of our shelter workers. So we've got about 20 people, you know, in our agency. And they have more openings than we have staff wow. at that agency because wow. they lost a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know. that just goes to show you, goes to show you that if you impose strict draconian protocols on this vaccine, or this so-called vaccine. Some people don't even call it a vaccine, call it a mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. I call I call it a shot because I didn't see it. a vaccine is one and done. You know, like like measles, 
meningitis. Those are polio. vaccines. Yeah, polio. polio. Those yeah. are vaccines because you don't have to have them. This is like a flu shot mm -hmm. because there's probably going to be a new formula next year to combat against Omicron and Delta. There'll be a, there'll probably be a gamma variant. So, you know, it, it, that's, that's how the policy should be. It should be, if you want to get it, get it. If you don't, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Just, just take precautions. And if you're feeling like crap, don't come in. Stay home. That's it. Stay yeah. home. That's it. And that's, I mean, that's how it happened. When I got it uh, a while back, that's what I did. I called Jessica. I respected my space, stayed home, got, you know, all that. And then when it kind of came back, I did what she asked as far as wearing a mask and being safe and mm -hmm. cleaning well, my yeah. area. And, well, I mean, I, yeah. and I was just being respectful because of that. You mm -hmm. know I mean? That's fine. Yeah. You know, I had no problem with that. And she was thankful for that. But, you know, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, it, this goes back to the, I think, really, you know, everybody's like, well, I'm sure what, what does it have to do with Trek? Honestly, if you look at it from a Trek standpoint, that's what makes Trek society work is the respect of everybody and their beliefs and who they are and what they believe. We, we're seeing that in Strange New Worlds. You know, yes, we're seeing that with all that kind of thing. I saw a very interesting um, YouTube uh, video uh, from a guy who does, like, he comments on sci-fi stuff. He mostly focuses on Trek, but does other stuff as well. And he talked about, like, our Q gods and everything like that. And he referenced kind of just what Star Trek was like um, as far as how it viewed God. and says, you know, the original Star Trek Enterprise in the TOS series, they had a chapel on the ship. You know, then yeah. God was referenced and Jesus was referenced and, you know, other religions are referenced. And so, you know, there, it's not like it's a atheistic society there is a respect of you know people's beliefs um klingons you know killed their gods because they were annoying but they still respected them you know vulcans mm -hmm. were very spiritual um you know there's lots of races and um that were spiritual in in the star trek lore and it's just that idea of that we respect everything and we're well, not seeing well, that how about the Bajoran? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what he said. You know. The prophets and everything. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're looking at. So and yeah. obviously, and now is it blasphemy to basically say in Deep Space Nine that Cisco was kind of like JC coming down, born from the prophets, came down and was trying to yeah. help Bajor. So. You know, some people, you know, some people have to be like, Dimitri, come on, you can't compare Captain Cisco to, like, JC. But there are some parallels there. There are some. There are. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, what do we draw on? We draw on things that we know. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, if you look, if you compare religions, Islam and Hindu and Christianity and all that, all of them have a flood story in some way, shape, or form. You know, oh, yeah. even 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 ancient Babylonian, the story of Gilgamesh. Why is that? Well, obviously something happened. You know, there was a flood of some sort for all of these religions to have their take on why this flood happened. You know, mm -hmm. and so there, it's either they're all crazy and they're all stealing from each other, <laughs> or which there is, there is some stealing. So Muhammad literally stole from Judaism. Yeah. And and Christianity as well as as his own beliefs and mm -hmm. um, but you know this that or the other or there was a flood event that happened in our Earth time that 
all these religions were able to experience and go, huh, okay, this is our, our perceived perception of why this happened. So, you know, they're not, um, but again, the way we're going right now with the lack of respect for people's beliefs, it doesn't, you know, again, another example of how we're moving in the opposite of direction of what Star Trek has kind of laid for us. You know, I, I'm seeing more of the bell rides and not being able to pull out from that kind of level of stuff. Seeing you know, you're, you're seeing bell rides. You're seeing similarities to like the Borg where mm. it's one mind. Everybody thinks the same when yeah. it's not about individuality and uniqueness. So I don't know. It, it's we're on a very slippery slope right now. We are, and I mean, you and I could save the world in one day, but I don't know if they would be well, ready I, for it. But you know, uh, no, they 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 would not be ready for us. <laughs> but what we are ready for is the news. How about we get into right. the news a little bit? So uh, right, right now, cannot, and John, you cannot get me going because okay. yeah, because because if I raise my voice, it, it's it's going to be like cracking sound on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> It was, so I'm going to do, I've, I've curated the stories that. Oh, you've should, curated the stories. Yeah, that you should be okay. We, I don't okay. see anything egregious this month. We're not talking about Will Wheaton or anybody like that. So, he's still uh, a bitch. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let us put it in our bosun's whistle right now. And to let you know that it's time for the news. All right. First story. Um, Alec Kurtzman. Uh, talk Star Trek philosophy and how it can be a roadmap to a better future. Um, kind of, this is the kind of why we talked about this to kind of tie into this story. Um, Alec Kurtzman, if you don't know, is the executive producer uh, for the Star Trek universe, so he's overseeing uh, everything. You know, um, he's the big right? guy in charge. He's he's the big guy in charge. He's he's kind of the uh, Kevin Feige of Star Trek, if you want to relate mm-hmm. that to help people understand. Um, so. He, he sees a lot of the philosophy, the mythology, and everything along those lines as a road trap to a better future for Star Trek, you know, for our humanity. Um, he says here that I do fundamentally believe in people. If you look at Star Trek mythology, what Star Trek mythology tells you is that there came a point in the our planet Earth where everyone's disagreements became so extreme, there was a nuclear war, and that was World War III. And then years later, society started rebuilding itself but it had to rebuild itself out of the shadow of what happened, knowing we can't let that happen again. And part of me thinks it may end up turning out to be feel prophetically true. There's definitely a crossroads of some kind as a species. And probably in our lifetime, we're going to see the beginning of some change that's really, really seismic. But it's going to be our kids who really are going to be dealing with it. So, I mean, which is a very interesting, you know, perception. Yeah. Because, I mean it's hard not to see the parallels, um, you know, that we saw uh, the post-World War III world, which you saw in um, uh, First Contact, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Bell rights we saw in DS9, uh, the things along those lines, uh, the, all those things that we saw that they're almost, instead of being fantasy, they're almost being prophetic, you know, to a yeah, point. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's just, it's just crazy the way things are now. So do you think that I'll, there's a point, like like Kurtzman says, do you think that there's going to be a point, a tipping point that we we have a World War Three or something and then 
we have to build from that? Or do you think we could turn around without something along those lines? I hope and pray to God there's not a World War III. Yeah. Because that would be the end of the world as we know it. Mm -hmm. It would be so much death, so much famine, so much. It would be such a dystopian future. And it doesn't matter who wins, everyone Mm -hmm. loses. Yeah. Um, Do I believe that things will change? Eventually, things will probably change. People's opinions will change. People won't be so, you know, won't rush to basically try to cancel somebody out because of their opinions or what they believe in. People should embrace differences of opinion because, you know, that's how you're able to see things in a different light. It's also, too, you know, you can also see, okay, you want to know something? This guy is, this guy is talking about AV. I don't believe it. But let me hear what he has to say mm-hmm. so that I can go at him with facts and figures in a civil way and try to make him see my point of view instead of just saying, well, you're a fucking piece of shit and you suck and I don't want to hear you anymore. Right. You know, and. People aren't doing that anymore. People aren't trying to talk civilly with, with, with people, you know, and, and it's it's really sad. It really, really is sad. Yeah. And 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 a lot of it has to do with you know, the way the media portrays everything and how you have a few people that are just screaming at the top of their lungs and everyone's listening to them. Mm. Which is really sad. Yeah, and also and also to the the jerk off politicians in Washington D.C. And if you ever look and when you watch track, usually the politicians are the ones are the pieces of shit anyway. So true, this is true, this is true. But I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, we're responsible as I mean, what we have to remember as people, especially who live in the United States, we're the ones responsible for putting the people in our government uh, into those places because. We vote for them. And if they don't do something we like, instead of just voting down ticket, vote according to you know their how they voted. Are they doing what they can to care for the constituency or are they doing what they can to line their pockets? Yes. Get rid of those people. Those that's what should be done. You know, and, yeah, and, no, and really we need be to done. be better informed as voters when we go into those booths of who we're voting for. You know, and that's that's really, you know, I think the biggest impact we as Americans can have on our government is by saying, you know what, you didn't do a great job this time, so I'm not voting for you. We're going to vote you out. We're going to get somebody in here who's going to do a difference. And that's That's how it should be. So but our next story is going to be a much uh, happier one in the sense of we're going to hear from Bones. Um, Yes. yes. Uh, Carl Urban, as a matter of fact. Um, he's right. out promoting the third season of The Boys, which is coming up June 2nd or June 3rd, I believe. Oh, uh, I love The Boys. I don't know if you've seen any of it yet. but uh, I have I have, I have, have yet to see The Boys. Oh, man, Triple D, you I would love it. You would love I it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, so uh, he was interviewing with UK's Radio X, and he gave an update when asked if the fourth Star Trek film is happening. And his words are this directly. I have heard it is happening, but I've been hearing that for the last three years. All I know is that they are developing it, they're writing a script, and I know 100% that we all want to come back and do it. 
So I wow. think it's just a matter of logistics and timing at this point. So, you know, um, th- which is something similar to what Zachary Quinto has kind of said, you know, earlier this year um, when he talked about the same thing. Um, and that, so when noted the challenge of aligning schedule of Chris Pine, Saldana, Simon Pegg, John Cho, um, Urban said this, he made it clear that for them, it was important to make it work saying, where there's a will, there's a way, and there's definitely a will. So we would love to come back together and make one of those. I mean, the boys is a great hang, a great cast, but Star Trek is also. It's just one of those that you just want to do for the experience of hanging out. You never laugh so much as when you are working with those guys. So it sounded like it was a great set, a yeah. lot of you know people being on there. And so Carl, I mean, and he's saying that everybody wants to um, be on set and do this. Mm-hmm. So Triple D, do you feel like this is, you know, again, we heard Zachary Quinto saying something similar. We've heard now Carl Urban. How do you feel that this is moving forward as far as having a fourth Star Trek uh, movie with the Kelvin timeline? I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm I'm excited to hear that everybody wants to do it again. And and tell you the truth, if you have a motivated cast, such as Urban, Pine, Quinto, John Cho, where they want to come back, where they want to do it. Uh, I mean, come on. Green light this motherfucker and let's go. Mm-hmm. It's time. Because I enjoy all the Calvin Timeline movies. I thought they were all very mm-hmm. done well. The acting has done great. I mean, Leonard Nimoy said it best. He was almost in, he was in tears hearing Carl Urban do to uh, Doctor McCoy because he reminded him of DeForest Kelly. I, I mean, come on, and and Chris Pine as Kirk. Chris Pine was mm-hmm. outstanding as Kirk, and obviously William Shatner, you know, loves Pine playing his original character. So mm-hmm. let's do this, guys. Come on, Paramount. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's go. Star Trek is hot right now. They've got the series. You know, they've got the series going right now. There's a lot of buzz. There was so much buzz about Strange New Worlds. Just imagine a Star Trek four movie coming out mm-hmm. with Chris Pine and Carl Urban. How much buzz would be? How much more interest would be in Star Trek, in Paramount Plus, in buying the the network? It's a no-brainer for, for, for Paramount. They're going to make money at it no matter what because mm-hmm. they're going to get all the Trekkies to go and watch it. And they're going to get... Now, there's Kelvin Trekkies, people who like Kelvin Timeline movies but don't like the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And they're going to flock to the movie theaters to go see it. Actually, I can tell you who's a Kelvin Trekkie. Greek God Papadon. Papadon yeah. loved the, he loved the Kelvin Timeline movies because mm. there's a little more action in them. Mm-hmm which there's nothing wrong with it. And now, a lot of Trek fans say that it's not Trek. Well, it is Trek. Yeah. It's, it's Trek. It's it's a different kind of Trek, but it's still Trek. Right. It's just, just, like, just like Discovery, just like Picard, just like Lower Decks. It's all Star Trek. It's all mm-hmm. canon. Deal with it. Right. Well, I mean, I think, too, you don't have the history to deal with because you're starting in their history. You're starting resetting the history a little bit so you're building new canon it's easy well, you're, yeah. you're losing the 50 years of history so it's easier to follow you're not you know the traits are still there but 
it's a new, more modern take on the history of yeah. Star Trek and that crew. So I get that as well. You know, it makes yeah. sense. But they did, they did such a good job, though, of explaining the reason why things didn't happen the way they should have happened. Right. I thought they did an excellent job in doing that. Yeah. And the real, the real Star Trek fans see that and they're like, you know what? I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think it'll be good overall, like you said. It'll bring a lot of people in. You, I mean, yeah. think about people who watch The Boys, who want to watch for Carl Urban. You know, exactly. the crossover. Chris Pine has been in a lot of stuff lately. You know, the stuff that he'll bring in. Um, you know, everybody, Zoe Saldana, the Marvel people that she'll bring in yeah. for that. I mean, oh you've got you. these actors now have really blossomed and grown into some incredible actors. And now yeah. we'll get to see what they become. John Cho. You know, really, that dude, you know, is on point. You know, I mean, I don't know. I watched Cowboy Bebop. I thought he was excellent in that. You know, um, I'm sad that Netflix only gave it one one series. You know, one season. Um, he did Netflix really well. Netflix is weird, like that. Yeah, you know, they do some weird stuff. But you know, uh, you've got lots of people who who now are some incredible actors and actresses. Oh yeah. You know, and they you're going to give them the you know, some stories to tell in Trek. Let's do it, man. Let's go for it. So let's go. Yeah. You know, but uh, I think one of the things that's going to help is, uh, uh, you know, Paramount, it turns out, um, has gotten an infusion of cash from, oh. of all places, Berkshire Hathaway, um, which is led by Warren Buffett. Um, and it says uh, it's been disclosed that uh, Berkshire Hathaway had purchased almost 60. Hold on, John. John, yeah. by the way. Dave, Dave Portnoy, greater than Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to go, Dave. Yeah. But Warren Buffett bought 69 million shares of Paramount Global during the first quarter of 2022. And so that announcement made the shock jump almost 10% yesterday, um, on which was this was on the 18th. So they, two days holy ago. Holy shit. That's a lot. That, that jumped up quite a bit. Yeah, 10%. So, holy shit. Um, you know. So that's that's a pretty good, uh, you know. But it is still down below its fifty-two week high, but still, that uh, says that the restructured uh, Buffett took value in down markets, which you apparently saw in the restructured Paramount Global and streaming subscriptions also topped expectations for the first quarter. So first quarter streaming has jumped higher than expected, um, you know, as well. So. Uh, it says, in addition to uh, Paramount Global Shares, Berkshire Hathaway acquired shares in several other companies over the quarter, totaling $51 billion. Um, oh, my God, man. Yeah. Uh, shit. It is the number one on Forbes Global 2000 list of world's largest public companies, one of the $958 billion in assets. According to Wikipedia, Buffett has been the chairman and largest shareholder of Berkshire Hathaway since 1970 and has pledged to give away 99% of his wealth, primarily through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, but yeah, Berkshire Hathaway has, you know, uh, helped make Paramount Global's stock jump 10% by buying 69 million shares Jeez. in the first quarter. Um, obviously, Triple D, that's good for Paramount. It's good, really for, good for Paramount. Good for us as Trek fans because yeah. that infusion of cash and then that jump in the stock price just means and more opportunity to have money and bring in people to make new Star Trek movie, you know, shows well, and movies and things. So. Well, you also you also got to credit too. The reason why the, the subscriptions for the network are up is because of Strange New Worlds. Oh, it's got to be, and because of Track. 
they i mean listen name me name me another bigger franchise on on paramount right now oh there's not there's not even there's close. not it's it's star trek star yeah. trek is basically their marvel yeah and they're doing a good job right now of marketing it mm-hmm. and especially with especially with the launch of strange new worlds the ending of season two of the card which mm-hmm. we're going to get into yeah season two of the card was excellent yeah. Yeah, i i know i know i said i thought it was slow as shit but then once you told me, you know, start watching again. Save it. I, I know. Save it for later. Save it for later. <laughs> it'll get good, which it did. So I think with the praise for both of those shows, also to the anticipation for Lower Decks as well, it's done so much good for Paramount. And I think, in, and, and with the Halo series as well, it's only going to get better and there's going yeah. to be more money being dumped into the properties that are making the money. So Star Trek four, probably as we just talked about Star Trek, Star Trek four will get made mm-hmm. because that'll make, bring more people to the network. Um, probably more seasons, probably they might come up maybe with, with, with section 31, mm-hmm. Shell Yo. So the sky is the limit right now. And, Right now, I, I think Star Wars is Star Wars. They've had their peak. I think they've peaked as high as they could right now. Yeah. What do you think? Do, do, do you think they can peak any higher than they were like two or two or three years ago? Well, I mean, I think the thing that we're seeing with Star Wars is that where they're putting their focus and their effort is in the Disney Plus series. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. A lot of the stuff they've done Disney Plus wise has been pretty good. You know, they've they've done a pretty good job with that. I mean, the fact that you took Obi-Wan, that you were gonna make a movie and you put a series out of it and you're gonna it looks intriguing. I'm 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 you know, I'm going, okay, I, but, I wanna see this, you know. It but, looks good. But, but here's the thing. Is it is Star Wars is the fever as high as it was when they were making all the movies three, four years ago? Where everybody uh, was talking about Star Wars. Well, it's I not. think I, it's not because I think that people were burned by the movies themselves. You know, exactly. because they, they didn't do that, but they're starting to gain the momentum back with these Disney Plus series. You know, with the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with some of these other things. And I think the hesitancy with fans is the movies themselves, and they 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 want these series instead. You know, yeah, I, think I get why. it. I, I get it, but I still think that they're not going to get the heights that they were getting, especially mm-hmm. a lot of the casual viewers that would go watch the movie because it's Star Wars. Now where they're, they're catering to the marks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Paramount is going to get the bigger slice of the pie, especially with Star Trek four. If they make Star Trek four, how much more money that, that they're going to make and how much more they're going to drive people to, the network now listen anybody can watch you know discovery and they don't and they can have a basic understanding of star trek and, and they can get it anybody can watch strange new worlds and they can get it mm-hmm. to me it's like when i watch the mandalorian i'm like what the fuck i have no idea because i didn't watch any of the i really didn't watch any of the newer movies i didn't watch it i didn't read any of the books or anything you know so i'm just like i have no idea what's going on yeah so i mean 
to me, I, I think Star Trek is in a better spot than Star Wars right now, even though Star Wars does have Disney money. But I think they're just going to cater to the Star Wars marks. And they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get the casual sci-fi fans to watch it. Mm. You know, because the casual sci-fi fan will put on Star Wars, Empire, Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, you know, maybe Rogue One. That's it. Mm. You know, they're they're not going to be not going to be watching you know Clone Wars cartoons and mm. doing this or doing that. So, yeah, we'll but, see. I mean, I think I think it's an interesting time for both fandoms. I think there's a lot, oh, yeah. of, you know, the the streaming and and these you know streaming services for with. Uh, you know, specific content only with brand content only. I think yeah. if anything, it just opens the door to tell more stories, you know, in no, the long no, run. No, and no, and, no. and, it, and it it's good for both in the long run. You know, it's going to be good. So uh, which one takes the top spot? I don't know. It's hard to say. Being a fan of both, really, it's hard to see. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Star Trek with Strange New Worlds, the way they've done and everything like that. Um, because, you know, I liked Mandalorian season three was a little, all right. I, you know, wasn't quite what I expected, but you know, which really the season three was Boba Fett, you know, the whole Boba Fett thing was more like, all right, you know, eh, that's like season 3.5 of Mandalorian really. Um, you know, uh, but at the same time, I'm definitely, it's one of those things where I look forward to, um, Star Trek a little bit more, you know. I mean, yeah. Season three of Picard, I'm already excited for. You know, yeah. they've, you know, um, Strange New Worlds. Watched the first few episodes. I'm already in on it. It's must watch TV. You know, it. Uh, there's just a lot right now, but it's good because you know Disney Plus. Same thing. I, there's things that I'm I'm ready for. They've announced when Obi Wan's going to be released. The first two episodes are going to be released at the end of the month, and then we've got you know there's talk of Mandalorian season three, and then. The uh, Rogue One spinoff, they're going the Andor series, you know, mm. they're gonna have. So I mean, there's gonna be there's, it's good in the long run. I think if nothing else, it'll just continue to bring in money for the brands, so that yeah. we can in turn have more stories and we can enjoy what we want. You know, that's really, which is what we want as fans. At the end of the day, we want to yeah. see our heroes on TV. We want to see the stories that are told. We want to see how things happen. That's really what we want. And yeah. if if but we we do that, sure. however that happens, is good. Yeah. So. So. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this is up in your neck of the woods. So, um, there is a school in New York using Klingon oh. to teach communication in a new way. So, really? yeah, what school is this? Apparently, it's a Brooklyn school. Um, it's oh, called no. St. Mark's Catholic Academy. It's uh, not near me. That's like like five hours away from. Me. That's closer. That you're closer than I am. <laughs> well, so well, that's up also, your way. You're also in Texas. Actually, it's down yeah. my way. But, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, for me, it's up your way. So it's it's up yours. You know. I got you. <laughs> um, so basically, they they want to um, they wanted to promote empathy and promote more productive communication in the classroom because they had students who may not speak much, if any, English. So um, they're teaching them Klingon. So everybody, you know, is teaching Klingon. <laughs> I want to help my. Uh, she says I want to reach out to ACES. ACES, the American Center for English Language Studies at Saint Joseph University, develop a training program for teachers utilizing the Klingon language as a launching point uh, in lessons about overcoming linguistic challenges 
building students' confidence and developing empathy for the struggles of students' populations whose native language isn't English. As part of the training, interactive role play is used to help educators understand the language barriers their students might be facing. That's so basically, amazing. yeah. So, uh, many, yeah, right. So, Mason St. Martin's have recently come to the United States from Eastern Europe, and their oh, primary man. language isn't spoken, uh, if at all. And so, they are learning Klingon to help understand that old adage of walking on someone else's shoes. Klingon so, is hard as shit, too. Yeah, yeah. So, it's you know, St. Mark's Academy, man, that is awesome that you're that doing awesome. that to learn how to, you know some of these students who are coming from other places don't understand, but then you think Klingon as teaching points for other students and to also teach Klingon in the class so that everybody has a starting off point that they're on the same foot. You don't know Klingon. I don't know Klingon. We all don't know Klingon. So let's learn how it is that some of these other students come in are learning together. So um, it's awesome. So Yeah. Kapla to St. Mark's, you know, Um, but you know, Triple D, uh, when you read something like this, when they take something like Star Trek, like the Klingon language, and someone's very creative using something like this, um, do you think this validates Star Trek in a way as being something bigger than just a TV show? Oh, without without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. You're taking a made-up language that was created by James Doohan, Scotty, created, helped create the Klingon language, and you're using it in a way to, to teach empathy and to teach everybody, listen, it's hard as shit to learn languages. It's hard as shit mm-hmm. to learn a new language. I mean, my father went through that when he came here from, from, from Greece. They put him, like, literally, didn't know a word of English. He stuck him in an English class, and the teacher called mm-hmm. on him and he goes, John, what do you think? And my father's just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak English. <laughs> so, and he failed. But, you know, Imagine, imagine if they did a program like this, mm-hmm. where everyone had to learn a language so he so he could communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and then obviously, obviously, eventually, eventually, everyone's gonna, you know, eventually they're gonna catch on. They're gonna learn English, but to start off, I mean, this is a this is a good way to start off. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. And it does validate Star Trek as being something more than just some science fiction thing that you can use something like the Klingon language in real life to help teach. Mm. And I think it only validates Star Trek as the best, as something that's more than a TV series. As it's almost a part of society and a, and a part of life, really. Mm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I might be stretching with that one, but no, I, I, I can see that totally. You know, it's uh it's, it's, a way to, like you, you like you said, you have firsthand experience. You know, or your dad does of of having to deal with that, and then to have everybody come in and understand what he's going through on a regular basis, you know, and on a daily basis. You know, to have that idea there, it's mm-hmm. like okay, that is that is very very cool. So also too, something funny how my father learned English. He was watching TV. Mm. And he would just he would just write the word down like twenty times and just kind of memorize it. So that's how he mm. learned English. Well, so, hey, yeah. you know, what I mean, uh, what they say, Kevin Owens learned by watching wrestling. You know, yeah. um, you know, watching Monday Night Raw. So, uh, hey, however you have to do to learn it, learn it. You know, exactly. Um, so, um, all right. So here's, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm like I said, I'm not trying to get you to rant this week, but oh. I may get you to try to buy something this week. Um, okay. I, I didn't promise that. 
So there is a company called QMX, um, which okay. stands for Quantum Mechanics, and they spell oh. it M-E-C-H-A-N-I-X. They are releasing 100% metal, magnetic closure, badges, and pins from the Discovery series. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you can get the Discovery Enterprise Command badge. You can get a science badge or a... Um, or a science badge, a nursing badge, medical. Uh, there's four to choose from. Um, it's, well, let me see, command. Um, there is operations, sciences, and medical. And they are 100% metal. They look amazing. Um, each measure is about 1.25 inches in length. Um, you know, that's for the pins, the lapel pins. Um, but they have oh, the full size oh, badges. So, oh, so you can do like a lapel pin. So let's say if you're rocking a sport coat, you can put. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, but then they have, but they, but you get a, it's a set. So you get the full oh. size. You get the full size badge, and the and lapel then, pins, and the lapel pin. So yeah, and they're they're magnetic, so you don't have to worry about like you know putting on a suit or whatever them you know tear it up your suits it's mm-hmm. because it's got the me- mechanics now um i the it is on amazon i'm looking at it here you get the uh, discovery enterprise command badge pin set for 39.99 it says 100 metal magnetic closure hand wash only the original u.s enterprise uh da, 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 and it talks about all that um because it's also what you saw in discovery is also what you're going to see on strange new worlds so um, but yeah, they it's, it, they have the set. Um, it is the big badge and the lapel pin. And um, if you want to, uh, it says here thirty nine ninety nine. Um, it says you can get this, the Quantum Mechanics Star Trek Discovery Operations badge, and you get a Cadet badge. Uh, the total for all three of those is sixty six twenty two. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit stiff, man. That's yeah. a bit stiff. But that you're getting the for you that's with the first set, the $39 one. Okay. The uh operations badge is by itself and it's a it's the discovery one. It's not the enterprise discovery. Mm-hmm. Um that's 16.35 and the cadet badge, discovery cadet badge is 9.88. So, hmm. you know, not terrible overall in the long no, run. No. Um no, so so uh, so it's very 60, interesting. So it's sixty six dollars for all the badges, correct? For th- for those that three set according to Amazon. Oh, that three set. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, but if you want Man, the one that is that's, that's a little in the newest newest releases that are yeah you know based off Discovery and Enterprise that are out that are one hundred percent metal, those are going to be about forty bucks. Okay. Um, you get them that's on Amazon. That's yeah. Right. But you can also get them on a site called the Away Mission, okay. um, and and they have um, they have a lot of really neat kind of tchotchkes. They have uh, mm-hmm. gifts for him, stocking stuffers. They have like a oh, okay. uh, command pitch badge. They have a apron, Chateau Picard apron, um, mugs, and Chateau Picard apron. Yeah, like uh, they have a Chateau Picard cork USB flash drive. So, yeah, you know, so they they got oh their. Oh my god! I think they're they're clearing house for all kinds of stuff. They have a card nice. wine glass set. They got a badgy uh, keychain, an angry badgy <laughs> or, or happy badgy uh, keychain. They got phone holders that are the different ships. 
Um, nice, nice. So like they have the uh, they have a uh, NX01, they have a Voyager, Defiant, uh, Enterprise D, original series Enterprise phone stands that you know, are pretty cool. Um, all kinds of keychains and uh, mirror universe triple. So it's a triple, but it's got teeth. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Uh, Mirror universe triple. Basically, yeah. it basically it's it's a triple that's going to eat your ass. Yeah, yeah, it's a murder. <laughs> it's a murder triple. So they even have oh, Star Trek Klingon emblem badge for fourteen ninety. Oh, so, yeah. So for, uh, all you, for all you Klingon fans out there, exactly, exactly. So you know, uh, it is is definitely something you can do. Yeah. So there's. Um, lots of really neat things out there to check out. They have they have a lot of really neat badges on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get the Voyager communication badge. You can get, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, let's see. They have two pages worth of badges. Uh, so for some reason, they're not showing the one that was on the website there. So Amazon looks like it might be carrying it for sure because the picture that I see from the website and the review is not the same of what they have on the away mission. So, but definitely Amazon has it. You can go look at it and, you know, it's really, really nice. So, mm-hmm. um, I know triple D you kind of need, you know, for your Kirk sash, <laughs> you might need a badge. I mean, <laughs> are we, are we getting a badge or what? Uh, probably, probably not. John. Uh, probably, probably not, but we'll, we'll see. I'll take a look at it on the end. Yeah. I'll see because, because, because right now, Right now, I have to use my phone for for the podcast because my Microsoft Surface sucks, and I should have just got a Apple MacBook, and that's it. So I think that'll probably be my next purchase, probably like a MacBook or another or or a bigger iPad or something. So yeah, because yeah, because micro. I don't know why I bought Microsoft for because I have all Apple products anyway. Mm -hmm. So. But no, but I'll, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely check them out and see the uh, the lapel pins interest me because I like to wear sport coats a lot and right. so show my Trek fandom. Yeah, have a little command badge little on a your little, lapel there. Command badge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're out, you're at the bar, you can have the the medical badge. You're like, hey, baby, you need me to take you home? You need me to examine you, make sure you're okay. That's yeah. fucking terrible. That that I'll never. <laughs> <laughs> that won't get over. Oh, uh, you never know. You know, hey, man. John. Yeah, I love you, John. But that was slow. Well, I got to spit my game as best I can. This, this uh, is who I am. So, but that's all of our stories for today. Because you know, we keep it short. Okay. We keep it going. This going yeah, for a maybe. week now. It makes it a. Uh, it makes our stories a little bit shorter, which is fine. Um, yeah. It gives us more time to talk about our main point. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we go here, we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, Call out the black alert, and we are going to talk about our main point today, which is Picard season two. Um, Triple D and I, we both finished it, um, it ended last week, right? Or two weeks ago, two weeks ago, because uh, Picard, I think Picard three. finished two, was it three weeks ago? Oh, no, because they released the end of Picard with the start of Strange New Worlds, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so it was two yeah, weeks ago, so it's two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, it ended two weeks well, ago. Actually, actually, no, aren't we on season? Episode three of Strange New Worlds. Yes, three just dropped yesterday. 
Right. So it's been so it's been three weeks then. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, it's been three weeks now. That's, um, that's crazy. That's it's crazy. crazy that's yeah. I ended three weeks ago. Yeah. So my you know, God, how time flies. Yeah. So it, this is the follow up to season one, which if you didn't see season one, um, at the end of that, um, the Romulans were just fucking around, as Triple D likes to say, fucking and just being Romulans. being fucking Romulans. And so, um, and there was an issue with. AI and, and, and artificial intelligence and we find a planet of almost datas because another soon character makes an appearance. Uh, well, Brett, I mean, Brett Spiner. We gotta see the slaps ahead of Brett Spiner, CBS executive. We can fit so many soon characters in here. Yeah. yeah. And oh so God. there's a planet of uh, datas essentially and uh, uh, they are saved uh, essentially with, with cooperation with, with the Federation to stop the Romulans. And yeah. uh, um, we find out Picard, quote unquote, dies, but gets put in this golem type body that's going to continue to grow, which is brought into Discovery season four with Gray. Um, mm -hmm. They make reference to that. Um, yes, they do. And, uh, and all that. So, um, guess what? It's canon, bitches. Deal it is. It. it is. And they explain why it didn't last and why people don't continue to do it. Um, so, but they, you know, they did a good job with that. So, this is the follow up mm -hmm. to that. And we, we see that Picard. Technically, is back as an admiral, you know, yeah. in in the start in Star Trek, he's been reinstated um, as an admiral, but he's still on a chateau. We see that him and Laris have started to develop kind of a relationship, a Sam and Diane will they won't they kind of you know relationship because basically, uh, yeah. What's his name? The um, it's like other, Cheers. Yeah, the other guy that the other Robin that was there, J Jabbar or whatever. We yeah, found out that he died. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, they found out he died, and so um, they kind of have this Sam and Diane thing going. And I, I like Jabbar's character. I did that, that 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 actor is he's such a good actor. Too, he so. he was he was really good. Yeah. I was kind of sad he wasn't back for this season, but yeah. we know why because they're planning on doing something else and building this romance. And we see Picard mm -hmm. wants to kiss her, but he can't because he just can't give himself to love. And we we see this. Over and over and over again, of he yeah. wants to love people, but he can't. He doesn't want to. He yeah. can't push past it. Like we saw it with Beverly. We saw it with the lieutenant commander. We saw mm -hmm. it with Vash. We saw it with everybody. He gives them just enough, but he doesn't commit fully because his love is the stars, and his yeah. love is and 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 so um, we see that all of a sudden. Um, you know, we see Rafi's back in Starfleet. We see mm -hmm. Rios is back in Starfleet. He's he's actually captain of a new Stargazer. Oh, the US you know? Stargazer, yeah. You know, they bring a modern Stargazer. Um, which interestingly, so some of the designs that they have, uh, some are reminiscent of the 23rd century ships that mm -hmm. we saw, like in Discovery. And they said because during that that time in a war one of the shipyards got covered up by some kind of poisonous gas. And so once it cleared, uh, that's why you're seeing some of these more modern discovery level ships in this Picard, you know, era is what they're saying. That's the kind of canon behind it is now they're able to recover these lost ship designs and things like that. And that's why it's things like a modern stargazer and some of these other ships are coming into a modern look for that yeah. reason. So, um, which is kind of a cool idea. Like, Yes, mm -hmm. they're they're covering their bases of reusing ships. You know, um, they have the Gagarin class ship, which is with that ship that got destroyed um, in Discovery when um, 
Lorca was captain. It was called okay. something different. Um, and so they called, you know, that ship is still here. Um, they made it more modern and in, in, in 24th century information. Mm-hmm. But uh, we all of a sudden, you know, Rafi's back in Starfleet, Rios is in command, Gerardi's kind of doing her thing. Um, and her and Rios aren't together anymore, but they've kind of are working, you know, doing stuff. Um, Seven of Nine is kind of out there being a Fenris Ranger with the, uh, you know, with the La Serena. Um, yep. We see uh, uh, Elrond is a, a cadet. He's a Romulan mm-hmm. cadet, the first Romulan yes, cadet in Starfleet. Um, and so uh, then a, you know, something bad happens and the Borg show up and, you know, the fucking Borg, the, the Borg, and you know, and they show up and they ask for a car and they do some things. And so, Stargazer shows up, the card shows up, and um, you know, interestingly, I think you and I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this. We talked about the Borg Queen, and I mentioned who it might be, yeah. And you said, No, there's no way, and I was wrong, I was wrong, Johnny. You were yeah. right. So uh, I was shocked. I yeah. was really shocked. I was like, "No!" I was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, fuck me!" I was wrong. I I'm the worst of it. Like I can for some reason I can pick up on stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. when I watched Usual Suspects for the first time, I figured out that Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Soze about 20 minutes into the movie. Wow! And I said that I was like. Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze, and my friends like, like oh, we're watching. Like, well, he pulls movie. me. To the, he pulls me aside. He goes, "Have you seen this movie before?" I was like, "No." Like he goes, "You don't. You've never. I don't. You haven't seen the end." I was like, "No." I said, "But he." I said, "The way the story t- is telling, I think he's got to be Kaiser Soze." And he's like, "Oh wow." He's like, "I've seen this. Yeah, that's what happens." I said, "No, I just figured it out. You know, I just. I, I don't know when it comes to stuff like that and the, the twist. I could see him coming a little bit. So." Um, but we saw that there was music being played that Picard was familiar with, but the Borg Queen wants to help. It says they want to help, but starts taking over ships, and mm-hmm. Picard detonates the Stargazer to keep the Borg Queen from getting into further into systems and things along those lines, and then wakes up in the Chateau. You know? Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, but not quite the Chateau. Is, oh, is, is a little different. Is a little different. Um, and Q's there, and we see Q there, and basically Q has stepped in again, as he does, <laughs> and um, basically put them in an alternate timeline. Yeah, um, where Earth is different. It's they call it the Confederation instead of the Federation, and mm-hmm. it's more of a mirror. This is kind of our. We're getting a mirror universe for Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, you know, it is the mirror universe. The humans are. Out the um, they show Picard's trophy room where there's dead uh, Borg, there's dead Ferengi, there's dead Klingons. He killed, he killed Golduka. Killed Golduka. He, he killed Sarek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all kinds of and wow. all their all their all their heads are on, are nothing but their skulls. That's what it is. It's not even yeah. their heads. It's just skulls, no skin, no anything, and each of them have a hole. In the center of their head, where yeah, they are, execution style. And it was very, um, very dark. It was very dark. It was very jarring when, yeah, when that. I was like, holy shit. I was like, they really, well, I mean, another thing too, the people that are writing Picard, they were, they're basically the Star Trek 
um, you know, they wrote a lot of the Star Trek literature universe, right? Where they dived into the mirror universe for for next generation, and Picard is in in mirror universe in those books. He is a ruthless, savage person, mm-hmm. and they really did a good job of showing that. Where you open up a door and there's a, literally thirty skulls there, and it's just and it's just trophies. Yeah, I mean that's kind of I mean. Of his conquest, of the things he'd done. Yeah. And, you know, they had a, a picture of an Enterprise D, but like more off in just, you know, um, coming through this incredible battle scene. And then you have Picard in the, you know, uh, in the Inter- lost, lost era suit, you know, uniform, yeah. kind of like when he, they showed when he got stabbed, when Q stepped in, but it's all black instead of the red. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just see that um, it's a, you know, fascist regime, regime. Uh, basically, yeah. People on the La Serena um, were were now in this universe, so and aware of the fact that they're in a universe, but not aware of who else knew, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So Picard obviously knew because of Q, but everybody else kind of showed up. Gerardi just in this in this lab by herself, mm-hmm. and it turns out with the Borg Queen. Um, yeah, you had. That was interesting. Uh, you had uh, Rios in on the La Serena, but he is part of a force fighting other. I think it was Vulcans or whatever of other Vulcans La Serena. And, and, yeah, and Romulans. And he was leading a charge there um, and as part of a ship. Seven of nine was Annika. She had no Borg implants, and she uh, she was president. President uh, of the Federation. Yeah, and Rafi was like a. Uh, street level investigator, interrogator. Elrond was on the run because he was Romulan. Um, you know, I mean, everybody was in these different positions and didn't know what to do or how to do things. And so we we spent some time in this dark universe. They figure out this is where time changed because of Q, and they have to go back in time. They get together with each other, realize they have to have the board queen to go back in time because she's the only person who can calculate the time jump, which is what we talked about last in week Star Four, yeah. in Star Trek four, they're going to do the same thing. You're going to slingshot around the sun, but the other person who could do that is the, the board queen. queen. And yeah. so, and who was scheduled to be executed by Picard. So they have to be, they come up with a plan. They get the La Serena, they hook up the board queen. They get out of there. Elrond gets shot in that process um, by um, Annika's husband at the time. Um, the, I guess prime minister or whatever he was supposed to be. Um, and uh, he ends up dying because they have to travel time. They can't take care of him. And he ends up dying and he, he's, he's on a slab in, in the La Serena. Um, and they end up slingshotting back to 2024, you know, uh, which I found interesting. You know, they didn't come to our timeline. They went two years into the future, um, which is interesting because, um, you know, when we get there, they know that they have to stop. The you know they have to make sure something goes on with the Europa mission. Mm-hmm. They just try to figure everything out because Q has now messed with time um, and what it is he wants. And Q's being very weird. You know, he's not being his normal self. He's he's a little bit more belligerent. We do see he strikes Picard at one point when they're in the alternate future. Mm-hmm. Um, gets very angry and is very rash which is not like Q at all. You know, he's 
something's going on yeah. and different something going you. on with Q and you know and so we see now you really this, yeah you really begin not to like Q yeah you you, you kind of do there's kind of that moment of like man fuck you Q kind of thing fuck you Q you're yeah. you're an asshole yeah and so this well, alternate timeline everybody ends up in 2024 that's the important thing so Annika with shoes Annika not 7 who has no board game plans or anything along those lines yeah. You know, uh, you have Gerardi, who's still kind of struggling with being alone. You got yeah. Rios, you know, who never felt like he fit in. You've got Rafi mourning the loss of Elrond now because, you know, she was like his mom. Yeah. And um, she didn't protect him, and there was just a lot going on there. Well, I mean, obviously in season one of Picard, Rafi's kids kind of disowned right. her anyways, which is – that was that was that was sad. That was tough, that, and then that was tough to watch because obviously she had some kind of addiction problems. That was part of it, mm-hmm. and so now she's able to kind of do this again with, you know, with Elrond and, and kind of do yeah. over. And so um, we see it hits her very hard. So then they got they're now having to figure out what's why are they there? What's the purpose? And they start to get clues. Well, Picard says, "I know where to go." In the first episode, he goes to Los Angeles to where to 10th Street, and he goes to 10 Forward, um, which is a bar that Guinan runs. Guinan runs, yeah. and so in 2024, he does the same thing. He goes to Los Angeles. Um, by the way, the ship crash lands at the Picard Chateau, and yeah. because it's a mirror universe ship, it has a cloak, so it, they cloak it, and the board queen stays on the ship. Gerardi is watching her, and people are watching. Picard goes to Guinan. Now a younger Guinan. We got a different actress to play younger mm-hmm. Guinan, which worked out really, really well. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the actress. She did a really good oh, job. We so did I. You know, we see that she's getting ready to leave. Picard convinces her to stay and kind of help her out. Um, we come to find out there was a war between the El Orians and the Q um, in one of the episodes when he's talking with Guinan. And so he tries to get her to summon a cue. And um, we find out what that is. You know, she has a drink that was from that moment in time. You drink it, and it causes all kinds of things, and it summons a cue from an Elorian. crazy. And we also see, like, little things. Like, um, there's a scene at the end of season three or four where Q's on a bench, and he snaps his finger, and he goes, oh, well, that's peculiar. Yeah. Because nothing yeah. happened. Nothing happened, yeah. and you're going, okay, something's happening with Q. What's going on with the Q? What's going yeah. on with Q? With Q himself. And so, yeah. you know, uh, there's a lot that goes on. Essentially, the, the two main things are we meet a new Soon character, the original Soon, who created Obviously, the genetics, Soon. who looked like, uh, what was her name, Sonia or whatever, from season one, oh, the, the oh robot. God. Um, oh, Soji. Shit. Right, so, so yeah, so yeah. yeah, so uh, so they he created a genetic clone essentially of her. She's lasted, but she can't go outside. She, he, he, you know, when she does, the sun, the sun, and 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 everything along those lines, it breaks down her DNA. And so, um, we see Q give her a sample of some stuff to help heal her and tries to get soon to stop Renee Picard from getting on the Europa mission. And apparently mm-hmm. Soong is a famous scientist and uh, we see his house. He's got these crazy drones. He's got these like solar shields 
which yeah. are all like things that seem beyond our technology right now. But they're going to be the things that are used in the mirror, dark mirror universe, you know, uh, you know, settings. So it's kind of that idea of, all right, well, we know how we get to the dark mirror universe. If Renee doesn't go on this Europa mission, exactly, something yeah. happens because the earth doesn't recover from the pollution that the humans have put into it. And so uh, it's now a race to save Renee Picard. Yeah. You know, and so Picard and his crew find out, oh, and by the way, the Borg Queen uh, attempts to escape. Gerardi shoots her, but in that process, the Borg Queen infects Gerardi, so Gerardi becomes the new Borg Queen by right on that. sharing consciousness with you. Well, in a way, they kind of share consciousness kind of thing, but yeah. you know, Gerardi essentially becomes the new Borg Queen, and now you have another factor of a Borg Queen running around 2024. Oh, God. Yeah, that was I was I was just like, man, can there yeah. can be a win for Picard and, and yeah. the people? And that was and the then, thing, you know. Rios yeah. gets caught; he gets injured because they transport him to Los Angeles. They don't do it right, and he's in the air, and he's like two stories up, and he hits a he hits a uh, what do they call it a fire, fire escape, fire and escape. then you know it lands on the ground hard. Yeah, has to go to a clinic, and at the clinic, uh, he gets raided, he gets put into ice, and um, he has yeah, to deal with that, and they have to break him out of a prison bus. Rafi mm-hmm. and Seven do that, and. You know, it's a whole thing. And then he, you know, met the lady at the clinic who has a son and they fall in love. And, you know, there's that moment there, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, it was a good moment, though. I mean, it was, yeah. again, it was he's trying to do the right thing and help her and in turn gets in trouble for it. And, you know, he's just the cavalier young guy who can't uh-huh. not step in. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's just who he is. The, He's the kind of the cowboy, the buckaroo, the knight in shining he, armor. He he is the cowboy. Rios you know, is definitely the cowboy. Yeah, you know, and loves his cigars, man. Definitely loves his cigars. That's and why. So, that's that's the know. reason why I like Rios because yeah. I, I love cigars too. Yeah, he he's he was great. So yeah. Um. So you you have that now. It's getting so. I mean, there's a lot of diverging trails. It seems like at some point, and the team Picard is not getting any wins. And then as until they, yeah. until they meet the watcher. Exactly. Who looks like um, who looks like Laris. And her, her name's like Talon, I believe. Or you know, something like that. And so the watcher or the supervisor, right? She's supervisor, a super, supervisor, supervisor, supervisor. Right? We've we've been supervisor, which is reminiscent to Gary Seven. Similar yeah. technologies and things that we saw in the original episode. Again, TOS is getting referenced with this, with mm-hmm. Gary Seven and seeing, making sure time and and flows properly and does the things it needs to. Mm-hmm. We see Laris, who's intent on protecting Renee Picard. Now we have the poor Queen, who's now interjecting herself into this, <laughs> trying to keep Renee Picard from going to the future in a way. And so, who goes to soon? Who's tried to stop her? Can't quite get it because Picard didn't find ways to keep it going. Um, and then um, the Borg Queen makes the makes her presence known with Soon, um, mm-hmm. and and now they team up, and they're going after because she wants the ship. She wants La Serena. Yeah, she wants the ship. She wants the ship so that she can go and make her way to the Delta Quadrant and start you know redoing you know rebuilding the Borg. 
And so um, she needs Soong's access to um, special forces people. Because again, he's rich. He's a scientist. He knows what he needs to do. And uh, he he's he's got connections. And mm-hmm. so we see she's been gathering material to be able to start assimilating. And um, she hadn't quite gotten there yet. Um, but we do see at the end of an episode... Uh-oh. I can't hear Triple D. Sorry, John. Now I can hear you. Ooh. I think I can hear my echo. John, are you there, bud? Yeah, there you are. Okay, I'm sorry, man. My my mother, my mother keeps on calling me, so <laughs> let me shoot her a text message. Let me just let me just shoot her a text message. Okay. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me just shoot her a text message. Don't let that out. Mom, I'm podcasting, bro. What's up? So. Oh, there he is. There, there I am, brother. Sorry about that, man. No, you're good. You're good. So, 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 so basically, so yeah, so, so the Borg Queen takes control of Soon's, oh. you know. Yeah, SF forces people. She, yeah. she, she assimilates those guys to, but it's not a full assimilation. It's just enough to coordinate, essentially. They don't necessarily. So that she can be control their mind. They don't plants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just enough to where she can connect with them and essentially network with them. So we see them start teleporting into Chateau Picard, where Picard them have gone because they know that she wants the ship and they're going to defend the ship. They but they're cut off from the ship because um of being in the in the in the in the uh, chateau. Yeah. But um we see here. This is the big fight scene we see. It's it's uh, them against all these special forces people. Yeah. Um, Rios gets hurt early on. And he gets transported out um, yeah. and back to the uh, supervisor's you know apartment. And in that process, gets locked out because Picard says, "No, we don't need him to come back because he's hurt." And he's yeah. he takes the uh, clinic doctor and the, the kid with him, and they get them out of there. And he's trying to go back, and he can't. And so we now have Picard and Supervisor Laris versus Seven of Nine mm-hmm. and Rafi. And that's it. You know, and they're going up yeah. against, you know, what, 20, 30 special forces people. Yeah. Or Queen soon. Um, and, but the advantage is Picard knows the grounds. And so he knows places to hide and things to do and cause distraction. And we see Rafi and Seven working together, being kind of cool badasses, um, mm-hmm. doing their thing. Um, and then supervisor and Picard. Picard, in that process earlier, he had had a process where he was looking at his memories. Um, and in the process of going through the chateau, he saw more of his memories. One of the big things throughout this thing is that he always loved his mom. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, there was that his mom was a big fixture in his life, encouraged him to look to the stars, encouraged him to explore. Um, and his dad was, you know, he always thought of his dad as a cruel man. Where we see as he's in these catacombs, we see what really happened was his mom had a mental illness. We think schizophrenia yeah. or bipolar, you know, and there was a night, you know, she would have her manic depressive moments. And uh, like one time they go down to these, um, the the chateau had been taken over by the French resistance. So they had these underground tunnels with munitions and things from World War II still in there. And she took him down there when he was a kid and they're running around. He gets stuck. His mom takes off. His father comes in and basically rescues him from that moment where his mom has left him. And then later we see that his his dad is concerned for his mom and locks her into a room. And yeah. he thought that his dad was a cruel man for this. And you could hear her crying and sobbing and calling for Jean Luc, let me out, let me out. And he finds the skeleton key that was throughout the house, unlocks the door when he was a kid. Mom comes out, he lays down with her. Mom gets up and makes her way to this uh, solarium that they had and where they did art and all kinds of things. And they look up at the stars and she hung herself and committed yeah. suicide. She died of suicide at that moment and affected Jean-Luc Picard from that moment forward. He couldn't love from that point forward because of what happened to his mom. Mm -hmm. We see a scene where he takes a rock and shatters the glass of all the art they had done there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, basically he kind of redeems himself saying, I can love, it's okay. You know, my love didn't cause this. It's, you know, it's just a part of life. And um, so he kind of reconciled with himself that it's okay to love. Yeah. Um, so we find out Gerardi is not completely gone. No, she's the not. Queen. And there are times where uh, they try to, she tries to kill Seven and Seven and Rafi get to the ship. And um, they make the Elrond, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, he's he's the uh, combat hologram. hologram. And he's hologram, running through yeah. just whipping ass on everybody. It's very cool yeah, to see. He's got the code to unlock the ship. Um, and so what they do, uh, essentially, though, Gerardi and the Borg Queen are fighting for control of Gerardi's body. And they come to an agreement to be partners. And they're yeah. going to be a different Borg, a better yes. Borg. It's going to be a board that gives people second chances and about connection because she says it was never about perfection. You were just lonely looking for some, you know, for connection. Yeah. And that's really what it was. And so, you know, we see that uh, Seven gets hurt pretty badly. Um, if she's not helped, she's going to yeah, die. She's, she's dying. Yeah. And so um, Gerardi, you know, assimilates her to a sense to how she was, where she yes. was part Borg part human and seven was good with that because she's like this is, i was this more than anything else and you know her and rafi kind of were struggling in their relationship and they kind of reconnect a little bit um with this um they're happy to see each other back mm -hmm. and um the board queen they like fine we'll give you the ship um rios comes back everybody comes back as the queen is leaving as, but as she leaves she tells them there must be two renees Mm -hmm. One who lives and one who dies. Yeah, and, this was a very yeah, and it was very like wait oof. what? Yeah, I'm so th this leads into that's episode nine. This mm -hmm. leads into the last episode, or this is the second last episode. This leads into the last episode where mm -hmm. 
basically Laris is the one who knows she can go in there. She has a way to make herself look like Renee. Yes. And so um, we see that everybody has a job to do. They're supposed to do specific things. And one of them was for Picard. Um, well, Laris was going to break, you know, the quarantine protocol. She's going to teleport in. Picard teleports in with her because he realizes she's going to give her a life for Renee. He says, you don't have to do this. She goes, no, this is what I need to do. We mm -hmm. see that she talks to Renee and lets her know she was her guardian angel and she's his protector. We also see Soong has plans on plans on plans. He's continued to real, you know, thinks it's on and he's continuing to try to stop this. Jeez, man. Soon just won't give up. He won't. He he has drones that are going to take out the ship. He has other stuff going on. And then on top of it all, he's there at NASA getting ready to, to he's like, um, doesn't my doesn't my uh donations ensure me like five minutes of FaceTime with the crew? And the lady's like, Oh yeah. And she's like, I didn't think we were gonna make it. He's like, Well, I don't like your attitude. Like he's being kind of a you know, asshole character. He's being a, yeah, yeah. Which... You can stay here now. You're, I'm not, you're not coming with me. Um, with the whole with the whole premise of his intention is to kill Renee. And so, yeah. as he's making his way down the hall, we see Renee come running out, saying, "There's this crazy lady in my room. She's says she's my guardian angel. Um, she, I don't know what she's, you know, da da da." da. And he 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 touches her on the face. It's okay. It's okay. Come on, we'll come this way. We'll find help. We'll call for security, and et cetera, et cetera. And he does. And then we see something happening to Renee where it's like yes. she can't breathe. And he peels the second skin off his hand because it's a neurotoxin. It's going to kill you. Um, it's going to be, you know, it works pretty quickly, you know, things like that. So soon turns around and leaves because he thinks Renee is dead and dying. Yeah. And yet, in all actuality, we find out That's it's hilarious. Larry. You hilarious. know, she's she takes the mask off. She watches as the as the ship takes off, and she says, "I never, I, I got to beat her, and I got to encourage her and, and share with her what what she did, you know." Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, which is cool for her. So, but Laris dies because of the neurotoxin, and then oh, that was sad, man. It that was, was a, it was a very it was, sad it was a tearjerker, and because Picard really he thought he it was his Laris, it wasn't his Laris, it was an ancestor, but. In those moments, he he felt he got to know Laris and who she is, and yeah. you know really loved her, and 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 so, um, and he recognizing that he really did love her, and so he's like, I'm free to love now, but it's like this is the Laris you need. The Laris yeah. you need is back in your time. So Renee goes to space, and everything kind of goes back to their regular timeline, but they have no way of getting back to um, exactly. uh, their timeline. So they're stuck there. They. They decide they're going to live at the chateau. They're going to stay there, and they're going to figure out how to live without making a big butterfly effect. Um, when you know Q makes an appearance, <laughs> and uh, basically Q talks to Picard, explains you know you know how he he what he said what he say um, when Picard asks why he goes finish the question why me and he says because uh, even God has favorite Jean Luc. And you are my favorite. He says, I'm dying. You know, I, for lack of a better phrase, I'm dying. You know, I'm moving on from this plane of existence to another. So essentially, I'm dying. And I'm dying alone. And I didn't want that for you. You know, and, you know, honestly, I, this is where I started tearing up. It was, yeah, so did you I. Know, 
it was a very heavy emotional scene. You see that despite everything, Q loved Picard. Yeah. And he cared for Picard. And, you know, and he said, you're my favorite. You're even a God has favorites. And I didn't want that. I didn't want you to die alone. You know, and, um, you know, he talked about how he wanted him right. And he wanted him to love. And, you know, he forgave himself. It was about absolution. It was, And it was all about him. It was about him getting back to where he needed to be. And so that he can move forward and live a full life. And which included love, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we see that. He does that, and then he gathers everybody together. And of course, Q is there, and Rafi wants to kill Q because <laughs> of everything. And he's like, "Well, you could kill me in my weakened state, but then I'll, you know, preclude me from getting you home." And mm -hmm. it's like, "Oh, okay." And we see the realization that really, decides he's not coming home. No. He's he's home where he's at. He wants to live with the doctor. And he wants to live with her son, and that he's not going. And Q even was surprised. He goes, huh, I expect a twist. Maybe I'll have a little gift for you or something along those lines. <laughs> and so he gathers everybody, and right before he goes, you know, it says something, and, and John Luke to, and says together and hugs Q, and Q is just kind of shocked for a second and hugs him back. And then, again, you just kind of – Oh, God, it, man, this is, I'm getting emotional just thinking about I know, it. right? Just, you just, just that teary-eyed moment. Yeah. Like, but, oh, he said – to the future and he goes together and he hugs him and he goes okay and they snap and then the next thing they know they're back in that moment of where the board queen is is coming you hear the countdown going mm -hmm. on of the self-destruct and picard kind of hears the music he calms himself down he stops the self-destruct and realizes that the board queen is it's girardi is girardi and so um you know they make all the connections we see seven of nine is there. We see Rafi come up. Um, and so uh, they work with Gerardi to figure out there is this massive, I don't know what you would call it, like just vent of, you know, matter that would destroy the whole Everything. Yeah. yeah. And so Gerardi is there to help stop that and needs the help of their fleet. And so they agree and they give them control. And is seven becomes the de facto captain of the stargazer now because you know picard gives her a field commission since he's an admiral because there was that was talk of her wanting to be in starfleet and they said starfleet rejected her and wouldn't let her be you know because of her borg implants or whatever so That's picard bullshit. yeah you know uh sounded very familiar with what i did this week but you know yeah <laughs> but picard you know says yeah you feel captain you're in, you're in command you know more of the board than anybody and Seven says, Girardi be brilliant. She goes, always. And, you know, they warped this, this section of space that is going to have this emission, harmonize all their shields to stop it. And, I mean, it, it just blows, and they are just holding fast. The Excelsior, which is the new modern Excelsior, so Excelsior probably went E or D or something like that. Yeah. Um, their, ship, their shields start to fluctuate. They call the Excelsior, and Elrond, is on Elnor. there, yeah. Elnor, yeah, he's on there, and uh, Elnor is on there, and it's like, oh, and Rafi, I thought last I remember on La Serena, so he came back to life. And Q had that was what Q was saying since Rios wasn't going, he was able to turn that extra energy into life for uh, Elnor. Elnor. So, you know, that was that was cool to see Elnor and that he was on the Excelsior, which he wanted to be in the first place before they left. 
So it kind of worked out there. And they stopped this, you know, fiery mission from happening. And we see it builds a new uh, transwarp conduit, but one that Seven or anybody else has never seen before. And that's the reason why Jurati wanted to join the Federation as a provincial member and says, I want to be a guardian at the gates because something is coming. It's a bigger piece of the puzzle. And we don't know what it is and it's something dangerous, but we want to be the guardian at the gates here for, you know, for the Federation. And so, um, you know, which is a really neat thing. And then we we end with Guinan um, at the bar, 10 forward, telling uh, Picard about Rios and what they had done and how yeah. they lived their yeah. life and how Renee found an organism that helped heal the planet. Um, and, you know, all that kind of stuff about those futures, which were great. And then we see at the end, um, Picard leave everybody there um, gives Elrond his first drink, uh, Elnor his first drink, and uh, then he mm-hmm. leaves to go back to the chateau. We see Laris has packed her bags, and yet Picard basically convinces her to stay to tell her he's ready to love her and and the, the, he's ready to be with her, kind of thing. And he can fully love her now. And you know, that's how the season ends with Picard was, living life to the fullest now. It so. was, it was, it was a great ending. Really was. I mean, you have to of, really work through, of, yeah, a lot of stuff. There was there was a lot of hope, and there was it was it was like old track. Which was it cool. was. It really was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was the last two episodes really saved everything else. Now oh yeah, you, big time. Now that you put everything into perspective, it was. It made those things that much better. Yep. You know, and and so you watched it all, put it all together. That's why sometimes with these TV series, you gotta you gotta go all the way through. Yes, man. Exactly. The endings are just as important. Yep. You know, and I mean, it's kind of like kind of like you watch. You know, one of the one of the things we talked about uh, when you had Attitude Area WCW versus WWF. WCW had a good undercard, but their Mm -hmm. their finishes and their main events were shit. Sucked. Sucked. Whereas WWE had their undercard wasn't as great. But their main events and their finishes were amazing. And mm-hmm. so that's the whole point. You want to go home happy. You want to have a, a good, solid ending. So um, yeah. I'm going to be honest. If I was going to rate this one uh, out of 1 to 10, I'm giving this a 7. A 7. You know, a 7. Because, you know, it was – it intrigued me in the beginning with what they had going on. Then you had the Mirror Universe. And then mm-hmm. from the Mirror Universe to about episode Six or seven, it was a slog. It was it was, it was really yeah. hard to kind of get yeah, through. Slog, yeah. They were it was it it just it almost dragged more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hit eight, nine, and ten, and they it just you know business picked up. Yeah, you know, and, and it ended strong. I felt like yeah. there was a good start and a good finish. The yeah. middle really hurt it. So I I would say a seven is probably where I could rate it, rate it for that. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it the same rating a seven too. Mm-hmm. The last, um, the last, obviously the last two episodes, ten. Mm-hmm. The first two episodes, nine. But then the middle, that's like five. You know, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was interesting. They were interesting, especially you know where they were doing the reconnaissance, and you had. Mm-hmm. Girardi and the Borg Queen together there where Girardi was singing. That was all interesting. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, but 
but it did not have the firepower of episodes nine and ten and episodes one and two. Right. Just didn't just 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 didn't have it. Yeah. But but a definite improvement from season one though. Big yeah. Time. Big yes. Time. I would agree. Season I, one dragged all over the place. Season, and, and the ending was wasn't a, satisfying. It wasn't yeah, satisfying. No, it definitely was not satisfying. And, and and once again, with all Star Trek, usually season one is a little bit, you know, they're just trying, you know, to like feel it out stuff, you know. Right. So and and you, we all know next generation, same thing with next gen. By season three, season four, it was up and running. Same thing with East Space Nine, Voyager. Um, Enterprise really hit its stride, I think, in season three, and then they just just canceled it to season four, which was terrible. Yeah. But you know, so I'm excited to see what season three has to bring, which is that'll be the final season of Picard, correct? Yeah, season three is it. Um, they've already started production, um, and that is the, all the bridge crew are coming back for season three. So everybody's okay. been scrambling for Michael Dorn, for <laughs> you know Lavar Burton, everybody and all these characters. They're all coming back for season yeah. three. So nice, nice. that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it'll be, be good. It'll be good. You know. So I mean, if you if you haven't seen Picard yet. I don't know what you're doing. You need to be watching yeah. Picard. It's you're a good one. Picard. This season is definitely better, and then that way you'll be ready for season three when it hits uh, probably next year around the same time mm-hmm. um, because they've just started production on season three. So um, definitely be aware of that. If you're not watching Strange New Worlds, it's just started, so be be aware of that. Yep. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot of Star Trek to take in. Lower Decks is going to be coming back in the summer, late summer, mm-hmm. I think, if I remember reading that properly. Um, there's hope of the Star Trek uh, Section 31 show with George O. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot to be excited about as a Trek fan. Yeah, there's um, a lot. Yeah, get Discovery lot. Plus. It's $4.99 a month. Yeah. You know, just get it. So you have commercials. You get other stuff to it. But if you're a Trek fan, all your stuff is there. There's it's no there. reason it to get it. You're getting no. all the stuff first. You get the HD. You get the remastered stuff. You get all the stuff yeah. there, and it's it's worth it for that cost. Just for the Trek stuff alone, oh, it's yeah. worth the four ninety nine. But then you get all the other CBS franchises and and shows on top of that. Um, old school, mm-hmm. modern, anything in between. You you yeah. get that, and for four ninety nine, you can't beat that. And uh, the fact that that. They have jumped that their first quarter projections for streaming. I think shows that that they have a great product for a great price. Mm-hmm. That's worth it. You know, what I mean, really. Let's yeah. be honest. You know, that's yeah. that's that's. I think the biggest aspect for it is that you're you're getting something at an incredible price that you're getting tons of content for. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I mean, they're putting original movies on there. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's worth it to go watch Trek. If you're a Trekkie, go check that out. See what it is. So support Trek as, as often as you can in any way, shape, yeah. or form. You know, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I think that's it. So, um, but that's not quite the end of our show yet. No, it's not. In case you guys haven't forgotten, if you haven't remembered, we added a new segment last week. So if you weren't listening mm-hmm. last week, first, fuck you. 
Fuck um, you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just I went full it. heel. Uh, heel John, I love Heel John. John. If you weren't listening last week, yeah, but no, for real. If you weren't listening last week, we started a new segment, which uh, we're going to pause, which, by the way, Money MacGyver, I don't know if you heard the final product, he came up with some great stuff for oh, wow. our music for this. I can't so, wait to hear it, yeah. It looks, it's great. Um, so I want to pause right here for him to put in his music. This week's segment, uh, it's going to be called Trek Rep. So each week, Triple D or I is going to be giving a recommendation that is Star Trek related in some way, shape, or form. It could be anything, everything that we come across in our week's time. We want to uh, recommend it. Last week, I went first for our first one. So this week, Triple D is your turn. What do you have for this week's Trek Rep? I have to I have to recommend a because I'm big into the literature and comic book universe. I have to recommend to everybody to get to read the year five um, Star Trek comic series. Mm. It is done so well. It's unbelievable. The stories that they are able to tell, especially, you know, it's it's just incredible. I mean on the Enterprise, and they want Atholian to go into Starfleet Academy. And they do kind of tell the story of in between when they're done with the five-year mission and the start of the motion picture where the uniforms mm. change and everything. And there's a, and there's a, and there's a great line in, in one of the, in one of the first, uh, in one of the first comics where, where Kirk's there and, you know, they're, they're holding a celebration for them. And he sees he sees a female admiral, and he goes through. Oh, you know, you know, why the uniform change? And she goes, "Damage him. We wanted to wear pants too." Mm. So, and there's that, and then plus two, you know. And there's certain storylines, you know, like you know, they they go back to where the where the Iotians are, where mm. Bones left his communicator, and they've like gone into outer space. They have warp drive, which is absolutely crazy. Um, there's also a long story arc with Gary Seven, you know, where Gary Seven, they're trying to stop the Enterprise and they're trying, he's trying to kill Kirk and Hmm. stuff. So there's that, that's, that's ongoing throughout the entire comic book series. Um, let's see what else. They also, um. They also touched on a little bit of a love relationship between uh, between Scotty and Uhura as well. Mm. So, mm. so guys, it's 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 a it's a and, and it's a fun read. the The artwork is great, and it's just really enjoyable. Now you can get the individual comics, or what I did is I bought the IDW books, and it's a series of. Hold on for one second, John. Okay. Because there's a bunch of them here. Yes, it's here we go. It's three, right? Three graphic novels? Uh, there are four graphic novels. Oh, actually. four graphic novels. Okay. Yep. So there are four graphic novels. And um, 
Unfortunately, we don't have video, but see, so we have. That's the first one. Right. one see Gary Gary Seven. Yeah. And then we got this guy right here. Ooh. This is the wine dark thief, and then the final one. Year five. So. I like it. I like those covers. Yeah, yeah the the covers are great, and not only do they do that, they also show different covers as well. So. So you have um, this is this from the last one. So you have that one that was on there, and you have this one, the, the Tholian Assembly. The, I mean the the artwork is just so good; it's on point. I mean, really. In, in all honesty, if you're a Star Trek fan, and if you love the original series, the Year Five comic is the way to go. And that's mm-hmm. for all Star Trek fans because right. they're done so well and they run mm-hmm. so well. So that is my Trek rack. Uh, so what's what's two. one book cost? Uh, just so that uh, one book, the cost of one book is nineteen ninety nine. Okay, yeah, that's that's so, reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable, and I, I think I think the comics were because there's in one book there are. Let's see, it's usually five to seven uh, issues or a or a yeah. run. Yeah, yeah so line. there's three comics in that one, and the final one, and this one there is. Yep, there's three. So there's so there's three comics in each one. So mm. so there's twelve comics in all, and I think mm. each comic, I think I think each comics, I think is either four or five dollars. Yeah, like three ninety nine, four ninety nine, I think is what they put them at. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, so so really, like like in all honesty, it's you're kind of in the same ballpark. It's almost in the same ballpark, but 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 with the IE with the IDW, you get all the covers, you get the artwork, the illustrations, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think you know, I think it's a better value for for the money too. So. Sure, sure. And then and then plus too, if you want to, you can digest the entire series in one sitting. So there you go. There you go. So binge, uh, binge worthy, binge worthy. Binge worthy. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Triple D's recommendation. It is Star Trek uh, Year Five uh, IDW comic. Um, get them in the graphic novels for your best value. And so, I think with that, I think we end the show. I mean, it's an I hour four. So. Hour forty. Jeez, I know, man. We we do. I mean, I've gotten I I've gotten so many mess. <laughs> so so I'm going to be trying to get Fred trying to get back to everybody. Yeah, but John, John, I had a lot of fun. John, I, I needed too. this. It's been a stressful week for you. It's been a stressful week for, for for me as well. So it was good we could sit down and talk Star Trek mm-hmm. and talk about season two of Picard. So, ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all races and gender and color, we're going to be back next week on the Academy. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Dimitri. Dimitri Zeros is going to swear. <laughs> Jen Enright's going to laugh at the swearing. <laughs> yes, it's, good, it's going to be a good time where where we will discuss more track. But for everyone out there, if you want us to discuss a certain type of track, we have our we have our email. You can email us at the Academy HMG at yahoo.com or message us at Twitter at the Academy HMG at Twitter. Or on Facebook at Academy HMG, so you can slide into those DMs. That's and let right. us know. 
let us know what kind of truck you want because if, if you want that dirty like a ryan slave girl kind of trick yeah, we're down for it we're down, we're for, down that. for that we're down <laughs> for that also too if you want to if you want to get a hold of me dimitri zerto so you can find me on facebook instagram twitter i'm there twitter with a little bit of a cesspool but not, <laughs> but not a giant cesspool um plus two you can find me at dippingdonuts.com also, two different notes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the best donuts run by the great bit homie. So those are all my plugs. John, where can everyone find you, buddy? Well, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter as J Reezy Men, the dad by God, who may or may not, while we had this podcast, purchased a new Savage Gentleman Victor Benjamin shirt um, <laughs> that is uh, based off of the top gun uh, logo but it's inverted and it's uh inverted. so you know because no oh, oh shit uh you know Love uh, no no he was inverted what were you doing communicating and, you know give him the bird you know <laughs> <laughs> oh man that whole sequence is great i love That's that great, um That's but yeah so uh yeah so shout out to uh, uh my man uh, victor benjamin the savage gentleman uh i purchased a shirt from him it looks pretty dope um, but yeah, you can reach me on any of those to talk, you know, see what kind of bullshit I got to spew. Um, I spew all <laughs> kinds of stuff. If you go on TikTok, you'll see my epic interruptions for people's TikToks for dad jokes. Um, especially if you're, uh, well, you, well, the- well, here's the, you, you are a dad and you got that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the way, but I, inter- like a lot of times I interrupt women who are doing thirst traps for, you know, <laughs> to, to do the dad joke. So, uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, so there, and then of course you can find me on Facebook, John and Wright. You'll see me there, and you can still email me at my uh, email <laughs> if you want to talk mental health. John at freedomhousepc.org. And speaking of mental go. health, tomorrow uh, I'm actually cutting the academy short a little bit because I'm going to watch Jackson Stone, my friend who is a wrestler but also a mental health advocate. They he has a, a company called Experience Wrestling, and over at UC Arlington they're having a show for World Beautiful. Diversity Day to help raise awareness for mental health, but also just to show the diversity in the world and in wrestling. So Holiday's going to be there, and a whole bunch of other wrestlers are going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Starts at noon at UTA. I'm taking Jacob with me. And Beautiful. so um, so make sure if, you, if, you, if you're not aware of Jackson Stone, go check him out. He's a great yes, dude. Please. Go to uh, shopeverybody.com or check out Jackson Stone's website. And you can buy his merch or buy his stuff from his nonprofit, um, You Are Love Life, that helps promote mental health. All this stuff tomorrow is going to kind of raise money towards that kind of thing, which he Beautiful. started He started that that nonprofit in honor of his sister who died of uh, suicide. So um, he's a great he's a man. Dude. He's a good great dude. man. He so is. And, I mean, just is doing so much for the wrestling community as well as just the people around him. So uh, that is – Everything I have to plug this week, Triple D. So uh, I say you go ahead and uh, slide us on into yeah, slide us on into space dock here a little bit. All right, let's uh, let's take it slowly out of space dock here. Okay, quarter quarter impulse power. So so ladies and so everybody, come back next week for more Academy goodness, more Star Trek goodness. Because guess what, me and John will be dishing it out. We'll be talking about Trek. We'll be giving you the real truth about Star Trek. We don't sugarcoat anything. 
plus two. We're damn good looking at saying it too. We gotta get us, we gotta get on the video. But that's for a later day. But for everyone out there, live long and prosper. Be safe, and we'll see y'all next week. Later.